Good morning, and thank you for joining me today on Monday Morning Motivations. Whether you're listening to this on your way to work, on your daily walk, or at any point in your day throughout the week, my prayer is that this message ignites reflection and a moment of meditation that draws you closer to Christ. And with that being said, let's dive right in. Today's verse comes from Proverbs 18 and 16, and it reads, A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. When you read this verse, what comes to mind? Does this verse excite you because of the opportunity to glorify God with your gifts before great men? Or do you feel like this verse doesn't apply to you because you feel like either you don't have gifts like that, or there is no way that your gifts will bring you before great men? In Matthew 25, 14 through 30, we're told a story about a master's talents and the servants he gave them to. The story is pretty simple. Master goes away, but before he leaves, he gives three servants his talents. Now, two of the servants go out and increase the talents uh, given to them, but one of them hides his talents. Upon the master's return, we're told why he hid it. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the risk of investing in the talent. Who are we in this story? Are we the servants who multiplied the gift or are we the one who feared the gift and hid it? Many times we fear the gift. Fear it because it is unknown to us. And instead of us seeking to understand the gift and the treasure inside of us, we choose to leave it buried. We sit back and wait on someone else's gift to make room for us or for another person's opportunity to open a door for us to walk through. We become content with fear. But let's say for a moment that you weren't content, that you want to understand the treasure hidden inside of you. Where do you begin? You start with identifying the gift. Because how can your gifts make room for you if you don't know what they are? In Colossians 1.16, we're told, For him... All things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. This verse lays out very plainly that it always starts with Christ. Psalms 139, 13 through 16 reads, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. We start with Christ because we see that not only were all things made through him and for him, but through him, according to Psalms, the things that were made were not hidden from him and were intimately woven together by him. So whether purpose, gifts, or understanding of identity, it all starts and ends with Christ. Next, you develop the gift, the newfound gift, this uncovered treasure needs investment. It needs to be planted. And the most important thing to a plant is its soil. 
We are the soil in which God chooses to plant the gift in. In Matthew 13, 3 through 8, we're told the parable of the sower. In this story, we see that the ground the seeds were planted on is crucial to the outcome of the growth. And for your gifts, you are the soil. Your relationship with God is the nutrients. And that is the key to the growth of your gifts. For those that were planted along the path, we see that the seeds had no protection and were completely exposed to the elements and were immediately killed out. What does your relationship with Christ look like? Is it swayed and influenced by every passing trend? Does every word or sermon leave your mind as quickly as it came? What is the condition of your heart? Is it hardened towards the word of God? Then you had those that fell along rocky places. These had little protection. They were quick to grow, but no depth. So they were killed at the first sign of trouble. I believe this has a lot to do with integrity and character. Where your gifts grow faster than your faith can protect it. You move fast and run ahead of God. And your gifts take you to the deep end and you can't swim. So you may wade water for a moment, but you will drown. Then there were those that fell among the thorns. There are many times where we plant before clearing the land. For good development, our hearts must first be cleared. And the thorns in this case can mean anything from life cares to bills to mental or emotional baggage or a number of other things that weigh on our heart. We try to make new gifts bear the old burdens that we carry. We set our growth up for failure out the gate. This is the stage where God has your heart and commitment, but is still working to soften the ground and pull up the weeds. When developing our gifts, it is important that the soil of our hearts, our relationship with God, our faith, and our character are ready for the growth of the gifts. Because the beginning stages of development is when the gift is most vulnerable and has yet to take root and anything can come along to devour it. We also have to give our gifts room to grow. The taller the tree, the deeper and wider the roots must be. The same goes for your gifts. You can't expect a God-sized gift to grow in flower pot faith. When the flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows in and not the flower. Next, we sharpen the gift. Once your gift begins to develop, you can then understand how to nurture it. It's the difference between developing the environment and cultivating the gift. Once the soil is developed and your relationship with God is growing, now begins the process of sharpening your gift. Once the gift begins to bear fruit and you mature, you can see how to personalize the care for your gift. A lot of times we make the mistake of looking at how others care for their gifts and we try to mimic it. But doing that can actually be detrimental to your gift because the way they care for their gift can actually harm your gift. You must seek God and ask him to surround you with people who can help you navigate the sharpening of your gift. An example I can think of is the gift of public speaking. Your sharpening may include the building of your storytelling ability or your writing skills 
or working on your fear of speaking confidently in front of a crowd. While someone with another gift may never need to speak before a large crowd or work on those gifts. But I always realize that this process of development and sharpening go hand in hand. You can't neglect the environment and only focus on the gift because the gift is directly affected by its environment. Finally, after development and sharpening, now we began to replant the gift. This is where we mentor and invest in others, guide them through their gift. As we continue the cycle of developing and sharpening our gifts, God will bring people alongside of us to watch and learn from us. We are not self-seeking. We are constantly being led to grow and develop in community. So your growth and your process are not just for you. God wants you to lead others as he led you. He wants you to pour into others and replant the gift. Father, I come to you today praying for those who are listening to this message. I pray that whatever stage they are in and uncovering the treasure and gifts that you placed inside of them, that they realize that it is only in you that the gift can grow and mature and produce healthy fruit. Strengthen those that are starting the journey of development as their gifts are most vulnerable in its infancy. Help them protect the treasure from an environment that may seek to destroy it before it matures. Lead them to people who can mentor them and cover them in prayer as their gifts take root. Then as they grow and develop, surround them with a community and a platform to glorify you with their gifts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for another moment of meditation. And remember, there is no day like today to be motivated for Christ. I pray that you continue to grow in your faith, and I hope that you ride again with me next week. Thank you, and God bless.